Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today's episode I'm really excited about because it's one of my favorite topics. It's called Mind Over Money. Your mindset is the key to financial success. And I do truly, truly believe that. Now, one of my biggest things I remember as a kid about money is I remember being at a restaurant. I think I was at Frankie and Benny's and I was with my family and it was for a birthday meal. And I remember looking at the menu. I was probably like between the ages of like 12 to 13, maybe. And I remember looking at the menu and being like, oh, I better not order that because that's too expensive. That's too much on the menu. And I remember, I don't know where we were when this happened, but my dad saying to my family that you couldn't pick a meal over a certain amount. Like we couldn't have a meal more expensive than 12 pounds or something like that. And that's because there were six of us. And obviously it was very expensive to take a family of six out. You know, we didn't, we mainly went out for dinner for birthday meals. So six times a year, we didn't go out just randomly willy nilly for the fun of it. Um, And I just really remember that stuck with me and it stayed with me for years and it still crops up now. Like I will literally be out for dinner with my friends at a nice restaurant and my brain will be like, oh, don't pick that. That's way too expensive. Or like, let's say I wanted to buy the, get the most, let's say I wanted to get lobster or something and I really fancied it. My brain, there'd be a part of my brain that would be like, nope, you can't get that because it's too expensive. Even if I'd put aside enough of a budget for it. So it's just funny how these things stick with us. And that is such a huge part of your money mindset because that's just a belief. That's just something that happened in my childhood that had a strong emotional pull to it, a strong emotional feeling that caused me to feel a certain way about spending money in a restaurant. And it's just stuck with me. Now I've worked on it. Sometimes I really do fight against it. If I'm in a restaurant, I'll be like, no, I'm going to get the most expensive thing on purpose. Um, But yeah, it's just one that really, really stuck with me. And it's really important to think about what your versions of those are. What are the little things that crop up in your day-to-day basis, in your business, in your personal life, in your finances that make you go cringe? Maybe it's somebody asking you how much you, you know, spent on shoes. Maybe it's spending money specifically on a certain type of item. You know, there could be so many different ways that this shows up, but it's all data. It's all just there to be analyzed and to be changed if we want to change it. Now, for those of you that are new to my podcast or um, just need a recap, your money mindset is basically just the unique set of beliefs and attitudes that you have towards money that impact how you save, spend and invest. So my question is to you, my question is to you, my question to you is how do you perceive money? If I was to ask you, how do you feel about earning money? What would come to mind? If I said, how do you feel about saving money? What thoughts and feelings come to mind? And if I said to you, how do you feel about saving, uh, sorry, spending, what would come to mind? Now, these answers, these immediate answers that first crop up, they are clues. They're just data about how we currently feel and how we might therefore be behaving. And it's just information. Imagine yourself like a little detective going into the depths of your subconscious and figuring out what might be holding me back. What are some money blocks that I am currently working on or working through? 
But the key thing is they are not to be ignored. They're very useful. We love them. It's a bit like being Cluedo, playing a game of Cluedo and you're trying to figure out who did what in what with what fucking tool and what room. You're just trying to figure out why do I behave like that? What might have caused me to think like that? And what's a different way that I could think that will allow me to flourish and what's going to support me and not hold me back? Now, today's episode is obviously talking about utilising your mindset to become financially successful. And what we need to know is that money is emotional. Even though it has logical and practical elements, we make decisions from a place of emotion. And this is going to impact the way you make, manage and multiply your own money. And all of them are very important when it comes to your financial success. Now, people that are financially successful will have a lot of things in common. AKA, they will have an abundance mindset versus having a scarcity mindset. So a scarcity mindset is essentially you feeling like there's not enough money and opportunities to go around, not enoughness, you don't have enough, there isn't enough, there's not enough for you or your family. That's what a lack mindset is. It's a lot of fear and it can cause you to either hoard money, like in my case when I was 16 and I started working at Argos and making my money, I would hoard money because I was so scared there was not enough. So when I did get up, I held onto it so fucking tightly. Whereas you you might be someone who has a scarcity mindset. So therefore, when you get money, you spend it as quickly as possible because you're like, I might not get any more, so I might as well spend it and enjoy it now. Now, whatever way that manifests for you in your life, it's holding you back. Now, having an abundance mindset is the complete opposite. You believe that there is an unlimited resource of money, that there is more than enough money and clients and opportunity and work to go around and that you can have your fair share of the pie and that you deserve all of those things. Now, money, in my opinion, money should not be hoarded. It's okay to save, but money should flow. It should flow into your bank account through income and, you know, whether that's your offering, your valuable time, your skills, whatever that looks like, it comes in through income, but then it also leaves your account. It flows out. That might be your spending and obviously you get to vote with your money. So maybe you're spending on um, you know, female uh, owned businesses or independently run businesses or your friends' businesses, you get to pick where that money goes. Maybe you are saving it so that you can build it up and spend it on something that costs more than what your monthly paycheck is, maybe like a car, a holiday, a house, or you're investing it, which means you are buying things, but you're essentially buying things with the expectation assets. You're buying assets that you hope are going to provide a return for you in the future. Either way, they're flowing out. If you make money and you hoard all of it, that is a recipe for disaster because you are not utilizing it in its right way. Remember, if you the more money you make, the more you can spend and invest. The more you can spend, the more that's going to other people and the more they can spend. So that flow is going around nicely and that creates nice, positive and, uh, what's the word? Good energy, right? Good money energy. And that is really how people grow their wealth. So let's get into the four pillars of having an abundance mindset. Number one is about having positive beliefs about money. Now, you need a set of beliefs that support you, not hold you back. And this is the difference, I guess, between having a limiting belief or a money block versus having a money, a positive money belief. Now, some key beliefs that wealthy people might have could be things such as money is easy to make. I deserve to be wealthy. Money flows to me every day. I am confident and capable of making and growing money. I swap my valuable skills for money. All of those beliefs are going to help you realize and believe that money is for you. You deserve to have money. There is enough money for you and that you deserve to be paid for your time and your skills. That is a key, key, key part of being wealthy and financially successful. 
You will not find somebody out there who is financially successful going, oh, I don't think I should really charge for my services. Oh, I don't really know if I'm deserving of this wealth. I don't know if I'm worthy enough. That won't happen. Whether these people are assholes and are literally like, I deserve all the money in the world, or whether they are just have a really good, strong, positive money mindset and they acknowledge that money is a tool and that they deserve to have their fair share of the pie. Either way, the mindset is one that is calling in money, not repelling it. It's a simple but very powerful mindset shift. And you have to believe that money is a tool that you can utilize to get you to where you need to be. For me, I know that I want to travel. I know that I want to see the world. And for that, I need money. And I have no shame in that. I have no shame building a skill and offering a skill and selling a service that allows me to make an income doing what I love and then using that money to not only grow it and say, prepare myself for the future, but also to have a good time in the now and to fulfill out and get to experience life to its fullest. Now, whatever your version of that is, know that money is a tool and you can use it in a positive way. Number two is about accountability. Now, I think this one is really important because you have to take accountability not just in your finance, not just in finance, but in all areas of your life. Taking accountability is so important. People that are successful, people that have good, happy lives, I guarantee you one of the common themes or traits of those people is that they take accountability for everything. Now that is not to say that you let people get away with shit and it's not to say that everything is your fault. It's just that you take accountability and responsibility for the things going on in your life and you do something about it. Now, the more excuses we tell ourselves, the more room we create to not take action. So the more you're telling yourself, oh, it's this person's fault. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And there's excuses and blame and reasons why you're not doing something. There's reasons why you're not learning to invest. There's excuses as to why you're not saving. All of those things you're not taking accountability for are only going to keep you stuck. And it's a classic case of cutting your nose off to spite your own face because it's not helping anybody but you. Wait, no, it's not helping anybody at all, especially not you. (laughs) Number three is about embracing financial education. Now, unfortunately, yes, we probably didn't learn a lot in schools and we probably didn't get much passed down from our parents, right? But we now have access to the internet and there is a wealth of knowledge out there, both free and paid for, that allow you to level up your own financial education. I am telling you, all the people that are financially successful, I guarantee you, they will all read books, listen to podcasts, do all that, surround themselves with people who are financially literate and they will make it, take it upon themselves to learn about it. And this rolls on nicely from taking account accountability, right? Because you're taking accountability for your own education. You're not waiting for someone to come give you the information. You are going out there, finding it yourself and implementing it yourself. When I learned about investing, when I went on that day and that guy was like, yo, you're losing money every time that you don't, you know, every as your money is sat in this bank account, I could have just taken that information and been like, wow, nobody told me about investing. Wow. Wow. Like, you know, I was going to say, I'm a big baby, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I could have just heard it chose to ignore it and then just been a victim to my circumstances because my parents didn't teach me and my parents have never invested. Instead, I got on Google. I Googled the shit out of investing. I managed to get in touch with somebody who knew more about it than me, went, took them for a bit. They told me everything that, that, that they knew. I then also went and did way more learning all of myself. And also one of the things I love is I know that I've learned a concept when I can teach other people. I have taught so many other people the concept of investing, which is why I created my course, because it was the things that I was telling people all the time and they were going and changing their lives. That is the power. The people that sign up to my course and learn how to invest, they are taking accountability for their own financial education. And they are the ones who are going to be financially successful. 
billionaires lose millions of pounds every year to become billionaires. Millionaires lose thousands of pounds every year to become millionaires. But yet there is a common theme that broke people and people that have a victim mentality do not want to spend or lose any money to improving their own education or getting better at something. You have to be in this pot, the pot of people, the category of people that are okay and are willing to invest time, energy and financial resources into learning. We can't just assume that everything is going to be given to us on a plate. Now, when you invest in your own educations and when you invest in your own skills, you are literally hoping to get a return on investment. For example, you invest in a course that's going to give you a skill that allows you to make so much more money. It's the same as going to university. You literally spend tens of thousands of pounds on learning a skill so you can get a piece of paper that says you have a degree and also obviously the skill that you learn at uni so you can get a higher paid job in the future. It's the same as investing in your own financial education. Learning skills that allow you to make more money, hold on to more money and multiply your money are is key. Are key. Is key? You know what I mean. Now, remember how you handle £10 is how you will handle £10,000. So if you can learn good financial habits and behaviours at this point in your life, when you then get more money and you multiply your money, you are only going to be better at handling it. If you focus on making more money first, but yet you don't have any good financial habits in place, let me tell you that money is just going to disappear into thin earth. And the final one is around financial goal setting. Now we can get really, we can feel really guilty and really stressed when we spend money and we don't know what's going on with our finances and we don't know what we're working towards. And so many people say to me, I'm not saving or investing because I don't know what I'm doing it for. This is why goals are so important. What is your North, what is your North Star? What's your North Star and what are you working towards? For me, I am working towards being able to go traveling. It's something I'm very excited about. It's something I think is really important. It's something that's very close to my heart. And it's the reason why I do what I do. If anybody's watching on YouTube, I've got I've got my hands are flailing around for getting very expressive. Now, the thing is, you need financial direction because if you aim at nothing, you will hit every time. Let me say that again. With your finances, you need financial direction because if you aim at nothing, you will hit every single time. And in 10 years time, you will be no different in a no different position. You might have memories, you might have loads of material possessions, maybe you'll have no clue where your money is going, but you won't have anything big to show for it. So figure out what it is that you want. Is it you want to be able to retire early? Is it you want fucking million pound home with a ponies and a pool in the background? Is it you want a really beautiful and secure home for your family? Is it you want to run a charity? What is it that really fucking lights up your soul and that you're excited about and you want to work towards financially? Then fucking go at it with pure determination and commitment because I know you are capable of it. I absolutely know it's there inside of you. It's just having the courage to do it. And also when you set yourself a goal, it's okay if the goal changes. I had a goal of £15,000 to go to drama school and then I didn't go to drama school. I very last minute went traveling. But if I didn't have that money there, I never would have been able to experience that because I wouldn't have had any finance or money to be able to make the decision to go traveling. So I saved for three years every single day knowing that that money was going to be for drama school. And then within the space of two weeks, the purpose of it completely changed. I was going traveling and I was spending it all on fucking skydiving, scuba diving, hashtag no regrets. But having a goal is fine and it's, and it's okay for it to change. But having a goal in the first place is really fucking important. Now to transform your relationship and your money mindset, five things that you can do to get to all of the things that I said are one, recognize the power of your thoughts. Language is 
everything and start to notice your language, acknowledge your language and start to change it to be more positive and affirming and supportive towards your financial success. Number two is create evidence for yourself that abundance exists. Look for opportunities and it doesn't have to be abundance with money. It could be abundance in so many different things, but just know that everything is a finite resource and that you can have access. Wait, everything is an infinite resource and you can have access to the abundance of clients, opportunities, money, joy, all of the things, but you have to go out and look for evidence. When I started doing this and I started to tell myself abundance is everywhere, money flows to me easily. One time I found a tenner on the floor and I was like, that is a little bit of evidence that goes in the evidence bank of abundance is possible for me. Number three, incorporate gratitude into your daily life. That's right. Be grateful for what you've already got, for what is coming and really feel that gratitude. And you can be grateful by being present. Let's say you're sat laughing with your friends, just having a moment being like, I'm so grateful for this. Or maybe you're eating a really nice meal and you can be like, I'm so grateful for this. It doesn't have to be in the morning saying I'm grateful for three things. I like to do that, but I also like to use being present as a way of being grateful, really acknowledging when a nice moment is happening. Number four, surround yourself with people who have an abundance mentality. People that you surround yourself with are so fucking important. The five people you surround yourself with the most are the people that are going to rub off on you. So what type of people are you hanging around with? And if you're like, oh my God, all of my friends are way behind me. They aren't, they don't have an abundance mindset. They don't think like that. It's not that you have to ditch them, but just make an active choice to get more friends or connect with more people that do have that. Find your tribe. And if you want to be financially successful, you have to surround yourself with those types of people. And lastly, make a tangible plan to get yourself to the next level. Sometimes we can go all woo woo and just focus on like visualizing and manifesting and like practicing gratitude. Those things are key, but they're only part of the problem. They're only part of it, right? The other part is you have to take practical steps. You have to take action, have a spending plan, learn how to invest, set up a business, do the things that you need to do that are going to help you get financially successful because it is your responsibility. It is your job. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody is going to do it for you. And I fully believe that you are so fucking capable of it. I would scream it from the rooftops. Anyway, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found it useful. Please do send it to anyone that you think will enjoy it. And I look forward to seeing you next week.